0: like chewing gum
1: yeah i chew gum i chew i chew gum i am the
0: gum you know what's bad for your jaw oh what
1: the fuck
0: it fucks it up your jaw literally i was like telling my voice teacher and he was like you should just do mints
1: that makes sense but i really thought we were going to talk about michaela cole
0: who? <laughs> <laughs> <My God. laughs> who i love michaela cole do you diane i do think you? <laughs> diane tell me do you know? Um, no, I love her.
1: And I will say, if you don't already know, we are talking about the brilliant Michaela Cole.
0: Literally, the brilliant, the astonishing, the hardworking, the multi-talented, multi-talented. the artist, uh, f- <laughs> th- th- philanthropist, the t- th- Activist, feminist,
1: vegan, uh, d- yogi, whatever you want to call it.
0: And... She rocks a bald head.
1: I love it. Love to see it.
0: I don't think a lot of people can rock a bald head no, like she can.
1: I don't. I, 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 don't. I don't. I'm not bald. I don't. But anyways, her name is Michaela Moses Uruaba Boachi Collinson. She is the daughter of Ghanaian immigrants who settled in East London. She is a screenwriter, creator, producer, actress, writer, director, singer, and absolute triple, quadruple threat. Who dropped out of school?
0: Twice. Wait, what?
1: She didn't. She was like, "This isn't for me." Yeah, she's like, "This isn't my vibe."
0: Uh, Michaela, been there. <laughs> <his> <laughs> girl, like, <laughs> actually, uh, can you talk really quick about your experience? <laughs> um, oh, wait, so when you say you jumped out of school, was that college, right? Because she finished. It high was school? college. Okay. Yeah, so okay. it was
1: college. So yeah, my bad. Um, so she did her high school thing, and then it was when she was pursuing higher education. Mm-hmm. Which I think I when I did my little research, she was pursuing political science. Oh. Um, or something in that realm. Makes
0: sense why she's so woke.
1: And well-versed. Mm-hmm. I think she was like, this is just not my school, not my vibe. And I think she just didn't have a good time in school.
0: Well, because I'm sure she went to college literally right after high school. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously being born to two immigrant parents, I'm sure that were like, you better figure out your career by like 14.
1: Yeah. You like know? every any other like, immigrant. Like level. all of us.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So in that part, we can relate.
0: She is literally so cute. I literally love her so much. I want to, Be her friend?
1: I want to be her friend so bad.
0: But yeah, her acting thing and like her art is just so good because Mm. she covers a lot of taboo topics that I think to the average person, the average Joe Beer can, Mm -hmm. I think it's a little intimidating, right? Because we Mm -hmm. talk about Chewing Gum, which we're going to get into, Black Earth Rising, I May Destroy You. She covers like really dark topics and I just really love how she can go from like serious to like... "Eh." Yeah, and you're because I feel like that's my personality. Another reason why I want to be her friend so bad. We have that same type of, like, take a dark situation and, like, make it funny. The laughter to take the seriousness out of it. Yeah.
1: Which I think is one of the many reasons that we love her. Like you said, she's taken a lot of these taboo concepts, ideas, situationships, and has made something really cool out of them Mm -hmm. with her own twists, her own quirks, her own personality, because she's just very uh, meticulous about the way that she works. And you can tell from hearing her say the thought process behind her coming up and writing, because she does a lot of the core stuff for her shows and the screenplays and those scripts and everything so jay like where did we first hear of michaela cole
0: that is such a good question and i'm gonna have to pass i'm, oh. hey. I'm trying to think i literally have been thinking about it i'm like how did i hear about michaela cole like i want to give you the credit
1: i can i just really quick <laughs> i should have i should have gone because i will take full credit
0: okay explain, explain.
1: so well, Leslie, how did you hear about... <laughs> oh, no. Leslie, how- Leslie, how did you hear about
0: <laughs> kill <Mikhail laughs> Cole?
1: Oh, thank you for asking. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. I, once again, Tumblr knows everything. It really does. The Tums knows everything. And the reason in the how and the ho and the everything hoedown mm-hmm. was because I think I was seeing some memes or gifs or little, uh, little posts about her show Chewing Gum. Mm-hmm. And it was just really funny stuff. And I was like, what mm-hmm. is this? Like... Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued and I looked it up. Blah, 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 blah. I was late to the party. It dropped essentially in 2015, but I don't think I was that late to the party because it actually it came out on Channel 4 on BBC. So it yeah. wasn't even like available to like the American people like us on Netflix until I think later. But I, mm-hmm. like to, 2016, maybe like a year later. Yeah. So that's when I jumped on the wagon. But I think both, no, only one season was there because I remember I was hooked.
0: Yeah. And so I remember because we only watched one season.
1: We? We watched one season?
0: Well, we watched one episode with my mom, remember? That's
1: right. That's right. And so I loved it. It was so funny. And I was like, who is this girl? And why do I love her? Mm -hmm. And I just have watched Chewing Gum multiple times. And I'm super, super sad. Full disclosure, guys, it, as of April 2020, is no longer Netflix. They have no rights to it or anything, so good for her. I tried getting people into it, and I just guess people don't like the idea and concept of virginity and sex and, like, funny, quirky, like... Uh jokes and stuff. Yeah. Like, people aren't into it. And then I was just like, fine. Like, I'll just mm-hmm. keep this little gem to myself until I find, like, like-minded people like me that, like, know Michaela Cole.
0: Yeah, because so, you don't want to just show it to a whole bunch of people that are just going to talk shit about it. True. Or watch it just to say, like, I don't really like any of that stuff. Yeah. Where it's like, it is kind of a lot. And we'll get into it for sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I definitely credit you because I also, I'm on the Tumblers. And I think I've also seen screen grabs which how many of us have not seen screen grabs of things and save them and want to watch them later and
1: then sometimes don't go back to them
0: literally like literally. wasn't your whole entire knowledge of drag race through just it screen grabs
1: until i literally <laughs> sat down with you guys and watched it i knew i knew several key players yeah.
0: <laughs> i knew I, the girls i
1: knew the girls i knew the girls were fighting <laughs> um so thank you tumblr but that's thank you. that was my first encounter with michaela Coy. it was through the internet and then i guess your encounter with her and her who she is and what she is was via
0: me yeah via you all all because of you
1: so thank you
0: dude we've been talking so much about chewing gum and these shows that she's in let's fucking talk about her works of art because they are just that important let's do it
1: let's go Do you love about it? What episodes have
0: you seen? Oh, I meant the actual act of chewing gum.
1: Oh, oh. Well, you know what I do love? (laughs) The The series chewing gum.
0: The BBC Two original.
1: If y'all don't get him, (laughs) oh my god, guys chewing gum Mm
0: -hmm.
1: let me tell you let me tell you this was self-written and produced and everything in between showrunner creative director executive by michaela cole herself absolutely 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 Chewing gum actually is Chewing Gum Dreams. And it came from a poem that Michaela wrote during drama school. So it was during, I'm pretty sure, when she was in the Gilead during those years there. Yeah. It's this long poem and it's really pretty, actually. And she imagines dreams falling like candy from the top of a tower block only to crash into the concrete and get ground down by designer sneakers. So essentially, she in the poem just talks about dreams are essentially what make us in a way and how it's really risky to dream and how they're just kind of thrown out when you get into the real world and Mm -hmm. then they get stepped on they're not possible yeah and then they get stepped on like chewing gum
0: Mm. and we'll post below the rupaul podcast episode with her because she talks more about what leslie's talking about
1: yeah and it's super super pretty um so when she got asked to turn it into a series on channel four for the bbc they asked her to drop the dreams which actually was a sign for her, which she knew later and processed later that something that was so dear to her would be kind of taken away from her because she actually lost a lot of the rights. She wasn't even put as an executive producer. She basically wasn't given the credit for something that was hers, mm-hmm. even though they were asking her, like, write this, write the scripts, write, blah, 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 blah. and she. So they asked- used her. Basically, and she has so many interviews. She talks so much about how basically she was used for something that was hers without Mm. being given the credit, and it was just not a good environment. And she does talk about how it was just not fun working with those people who did take advantage of her being 26, which granted she has learned so much about it. Um, Yeah,
0: she, I've seen an interview where she said, like, don't take shit from fucking nobody anymore. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. yeah, dude, sometimes, I, I don't know, maybe, but I feel like sometimes you just have to be taken advantage of to fucking learn that shit gets messy because
1: unfortunately um, you're
0: just ignorant to the whole not saying she's ignorant but yeah. I feel like when you walk into things you don't understand that oh I should be more careful until yeah. so someone shows you you should be more careful yeah
1: i think especially for her because i know i had read that she was like wow i never thought that this could turn into something that could be a series or anything and so absolutely you say yes without really thinking and you don't understand the uh intricacies of it mm-hmm. and so anyways i love chewing gum i love uh, chewing gum chewing gum centers around tracy who is played by michaela Cole. Guys, when I tell you she was doing everything for chewing gum, she really was. And it centers around Tracy, this young girl who comes from a super religious family. I think they're a strict Jehovah's Witness, yeah. uh, super strict, who is essentially just trying to do anything to lose her virginity.
0: As we all do.
1: As a young girl, as a young 18-year-old or 19-year-old. As a
0: young repressed person. As a young
1: repressed person. um, Absolutely. And she put all her quirkiness into it. And it's just so funny. I just don't know how else to say it. Because essentially, she's just talking to the screen the whole time. And she's like, I think I'm going to lose my virginity right now. Oh my gosh, I got to go. I better tell him that I can't do any tricks, but I'm definitely going to do it.
0: So so the, the show, she's in on it. Mm-hmm. She's looking at the camera, saying the dialogue. It's not just like going through the head.
1: Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. She cute. is literally, and I like that. I rem- it reminds me of
0: Fleabag. Yeah,
1: no, and actually, it's been compared. Like some of her work has been compared, which you can't compare that. No, um, you can't. But it was just saying how I mean Fleabag is, has won so many awards, and another BBC. It is essentially like that. Tracy the whole time is just talking. And it's just like, this feels kind of weird. Is this uncomfortable? Am I being weird? I'm just going to do it anyways. <laughs> and it's like, Tracy. Yeah. And so it just follows her. And the, sh- the the episodes are super, super short. Like, not even 30 minutes, I think. Like, that. that's how much screen time they gave her. And there's Connor, which is this played by this white white boy who ends up being her boyfriend. And the dynamic of their relationship. And Candace, her is BFFF. And then Cynthia is her sister, who is super closeted, super repressed, super like, I will walk with Jesus. And that is the devil. Like, what are you? And it's just so funny seeing the dynamic between all the characters and the narratives. And there's two two seasons. There was two seasons to it. I think towards the end of the second season, from what I've read, she kind of knew that it was just not a good vibe. There's just so much shady shit that was happening. And she does a... There's a lecture, a Mac Taggart lecture where she talks about her experience behind the scenes, which is why I know all of this stuff. And also the racism she faced pre-chewing gum and during chewing gum. And just basically how she's like, I was getting screwed over. And I was not going to let that happen. I highly recommend the B- MacTaggart lecture. Not a lot of people get invited, especially young black women. And I guess it's, like, a super fancy, batesh, um little lecture event, little thing. A British um, TED Talk. Basically. And so, and it's, like, 50 minutes. So, anyways, she had declined to do a season three of Chewing Gum after <clears throat> all the shadiness.
0: So, uh, season three, her not doing it is her decision?
1: Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was, like, no, because she was, she was offered to do a season three, I think, by the same company or some white-ass company, but with no credits, no anything once again, and she's, yeah. like... No, I'm yeah. not going to do that. Basically, they were trying to disfranchise her. And that's when she was like, yeah. During that time in the chewing gum in Indiana in series, she was starting to work on some really cool stuff.
0: No, that's actually really beautiful that she accepted that, like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. And if you want to do it, That's great. But I've accepted that, like, because I feel like we hold on to so much that sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just like, it's okay that it's over. It's okay that there's only one season. It's Mm -hmm. okay that it's only a few episodes, right? Because Mm -hmm. that, within itself, you can watch it over and over again and laugh just as much. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I also think
1: because since the beginning, it wasn't what she wanted. Like, they made her drop the dreams, which is the essence of her poem. Yeah. And they made her do, like, a lot of things that she didn't want to, like, Like, you have know. a
0: white male inter- love interest?
1: Yeah, and, like, the cast and just the way everything was treated and the way that they peer pressured her into doing, like, certain, like, episodes. And, like, she was like, it wasn't really mine in a way. And, it, yeah, you're right. Like, there's something about finding solace that that's it. That's it. And for her, that in an interview, she says, she's like, I get a lot of, like, satisfaction from being like, no, nope, it's gone. It's mm-hmm. never going to happen. Like, you guys can keep on mentioning, aka me, because I was just so sad to hear that there wasn't going to be a season three because they left it as if there would be. And that's oh, so crazy. Oh, yeah. Because okay. it, it doesn't seem like it was over. They It well, almost was left on a cliffhanger. Not a full cliffhanger, but it made it seem like, oh, yeah, like, I'm excited to see what's next, how they're going to take the story. And it's, it's gone. It's only my memories.
0: <laughs> what what happens in season 3 can only be in your memories.
1: It's only my memories.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, America has a very annoying habit of remaking these British TV shows, so That's maybe strong.
1: Wouldn't be the same. I wouldn't watch it. Maybe
0: they're... not I true. Because you, you don't watch Skins, the American one, either. Mm-hmm. And, and.
1: I'm faithful to my UKers. And I feel like I don't cross over a lot. For example, like The Office. I never... I've never dabbled oh. in The British Office. Like, mm-hmm. I stay true to when I commit to a series. It's like, no.
0: I really... You know what? I love her. I will say I've seen Chewing Gum. I've seen, like, I think two episodes. And for me, I love the quirky sex stuff. Like, that's super mm-hmm. cute. But, yeah, it is a little bit hard to get into sometimes. But if... Quirky sexing's not for you. She's also in sci-fi shows Mm. like Black Mirror, which is... Is it like the Twilight Zone?
1: It it has been compared to the Twilight Zone.
0: So it's basically a different episode every episode?
1: A different storyline every episode. Yeah,
0: like different actors, different set, different Mm. like literally everything, which it sounds really stupid, but it's actually pretty cool because it's an hour long, usually an hour to an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And... Movie. Mm-hmm. You get a, a new movie every day. She was in this episode called Nosedive, which mm-hmm. is about a girl. She wants to get likes for her friend's wedding. Which
1: is not far from home. She's Literally say, triggered.
0: She's not the main character. She's just like an air, like an airline student. She's
1: a flight um, attend, attendant. Not attendant. Because she's the one that's actually like <clears> processing <throat> her ticket. You know when you go in there? Remember that one time in Vegas when we were screaming yes. at people? Yes. Is she a stewardess? Is that what they're called?
0: Yes. She just
1: works for the airline. And she's like, your ticket, passport, blah, blah,
0: blah. Yeah. Yeah, she's right. the one you yell at when your flight is delayed.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: We've all done that. Right? We've That's all done right? right. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally good. And then she gets. She loved it so much that they put her in like an actual episode, like as a like a, a main character, season five, I think, mm-hmm. with USS Callister. Bitch, that episode is crazy because it's about a guy who traps all all of his colleagues in like a virtual world.
1: In like a real virtual video game and they can't get out.
0: They can't get out. Like they're literally stuck there. She plays one of the characters and she is so good so if you want to see some sci-fi she's in that she's also in this other show i've I've seen on netflix because she's a netflix girl mm-hmm. and this one's still on netflix it's called black earth rising i don't mm-hmm. know have you heard of it
1: i have heard of it
0: let me tell you how deceitful netflix is you know those little icons that they show you of shows mm-hmm. so that's tailored to what you watch mm-hmm. so let's say i watch a shit ton of gay films if I see a move like Stranger Things, mm-hmm. that icon, it's not gonna be like that Millie girl. It's gonna be like one of the sexy lifeguards with the shirt off and say Stranger Things. Oh. So it those thumbnails are tailored to what you watch so if you watch predominantly black media if there is one black character in the whole entire show that's the one that they'll show you
1: wow isn't that crazy i did not know that
0: yeah and when i saw black earth rising they made it look like a Mm sci-fi so i was like oh hell yeah like this is a sci-fi thing and like it's not at all it's actually about a lady named Kate ashby Played by the one, the only, Michaela Cole. And she's a refugee of the Rwandan genocide. And she works as a legal investigator in London. She works with someone named Michael Ennis, which is played by John Goodman. He's Mm -hmm. from... He's the dad from Roseanne and what happens, she has a mom named Eve and ends up having to prosecute an African militia leader who is the person who stopped uh, the Rwandan genocide from continuing. Mm-hmm. So like there was like that civil war happening between, you know, like the country and stuff. So he was the one that ended it. Okay, But because he then, I guess, committed quote unquote world crimes, her mom, Eve, is now prosecuting... Mm-hmm. Um that guy. Eve is her adoptive mom. Okay. So she adopted her because, you know, obviously she's a refugee. Yeah. White people love, you know, being the savior. Um, even though they cause, they cause a lot of the disruption. They want to act like the savior Mm -hmm. and pretty much like Michaela or Kate, she gets upset because she's like, this guy stopped the fucking genocide of my people. And now you're going to prosecute him? Mm -hmm. And her mom's just like, well, he committed war crimes. And, like, this is, like, what you have to do. And Mm -hmm. there's this thing called the ICC, which is the International Criminal Court, which is basically the police... The UN of police is what it is. So these people are in charge of prosecuting international uh, people. But... The criticism, which is actual real criticism of them, is that the majority of the people that they are prosecuting are African-American men. Wow. Predominantly. So yeah. it's about, like, the show about Michaela Kate, she having to not only have her mom be against her, but now having to, like, find a way to help this guy who fucking helped finish the fucking war. Yeah. And if you guys watch Killing Eve, she is Dasha from season three, is is uh, Michaela Cole's mom.
1: Interesting. I have not watched Black Horizon. I think I did start first uh, the um, the first episode.
0: I think you did too because sounds <laughs> like one already. But
1: I was like, "Oh, this is going to require a lot of my attention." And this was more of like a, a serious role for her. And I had read that it was like a very healing thing for her as well. Mm-hmm. I will be watching. Mm-hmm. So you're planning on finishing watching?
0: I want to finish it. It's a, a war drama, so it's about what happened in the war. But obviously, it's a movie, so it's mm-hmm. it's it's dramatized. So if you like like war type of dramas black earth rising is so good and like originally how we said in the beginning that michaela cole is really good about taking these dark subjects and making them quirky it's her personality to just be quirky Mm -hmm. like that's and like when you think about acting you're hiring an actress because you like what they deliver as that character Mm -hmm. not that you look and you act just like madonna so Mm -hmm. that is like it's like what essence you bring into the character you know right and i think she's just a naturally quirky person that Mm -hmm. takes serious moments and can find the humor in those moments and Mm -hmm. when i was watching the show it was just like that it was just super serious and then she's just like you know and then starts joking but it it is just really cool how they cover these. Like, I didn't yeah, know there was an international court system. That's interesting. That's and good to, to know. I just think it's so stupid how they just think with the police, everything's going to get solved. And like, yeah. one of the scenes in the show, she was just like telling her mom, like, why are you doing this? She's like, to protect people. She's like, protect who? Yeah. And she's like, everyone. She's like, not me. Yeah. Not you, bitch. Not me. And her mom's protect just- Protect your damn self. Yeah. So then, and obviously her being adopted and then, you know, her whole- family dying because she's a refugee of a genocide she has to deal with that yeah. and she and she's bald in it
1: talk about trauma we love a bald girl and you know what i liked more even more what i may
0: destroy you taking a different turn
1: let me tell you oh she is not only an actress but she self-written produced and directed i may destroy
0: you what she did everything she did
1: and she has all the copyrights oh she has everything so she owns it she owns it so let me tell you a little history. This is a long time coming project. And if you guys remember from a bit ago uh, when I was talking about chewing gum and she did that lecture, she you know disclosed that she had been um, sexually assaulted mm. when she uh, was writing a one of the early episodes of Chewing Gum. She decided to go for some drinks with some friends and before she knew it, she woke up in the production studio and the draft was due and everything was due and she, her, her phone was smashed and things were like out of order and she was like wow crazy night i guess and then within the 24 i think 24 48 hours she's having just flashbacks
0: mm-hmm.
1: of things that they're like these aren't memories and her drink was spiked and and she was sexually assaulted on um, that night so wow. she talks about it in the lecture. And that's when she was cooking up I May Destroy You. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mentioned the whole her being disfranchised and everything. Netflix had gotten word that she was working on I May Destroy You. And she said no. She declined like a $1 million deal with them because they wouldn't let her have 5%, per- even 5%. They're like, that's not how it uh, something works. something she
0: created. Yeah, and they're like,
1: that's not how it works here. And then she was like negotiating 4%. 4%. And finally they got down to 0.5%. And they're like, we're still going to have to run it by. Yeah. And so then she pitched it to BBC.
0: We love the beeps.
1: I just, that 5%. like That's disrespectful. I remember reading that. The point
0: .5, that's disrespectful. That's really
1: fucked up. And that's when, you know, how how we mentioned earlier, unfortunately through chewing gum, she learned the hard way. And she, that's when she gained her power of like, I'm going to say no. She learned the first time. Yeah. She's like, no, this is.
0: Is it worth it?
1: Yeah. And so um she pitched it to uh, BBC and BBC like wrote her an email immediately and was like, Whatever you need, whatever you want, <laughs> this is it. You have it. Yeah. And HBO was just someone that picked it up, basically, kind of, I think, fund it. Like, gave, like, all the money and stuff. Anyways, so she was told yes. And she, I remember I read that she thought the email was, like, even not enough, or like, not too good. She's like, I have to, like, stick to sleep because it was just a shock for her. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, this is what I want. They let her pick everything, everything. They're like, whatever you want, you have it. Mm-hmm. And so she was obviously super, super excited about it. And like I said, I May Destroy You is based off a true story of her sexual assault that she suffered. It is truly, truly inspired by the events that happened that night for her. And then did become real life. The narrative is a little different. So Arabella is who she plays. Once again, the actress, the main, the, character. The main character, her name is Arabella Bella. And she has a contract to write a book. So she had already come out with a book and she's actually Twitter famous mm-hmm. and she's a millennial and she's basically on a deadline to hand in a draft. And so it kind of takes the similarities in that way. She does go out on a night to go out with her friends and and her drinks spiked. Mm-hmm. And she does end up back in the studio where she was originally working where she has a cut in her forehead, her phone is smashed And she just, throughout the day, she's getting flashbacks Mm -hmm. of, like, why is my phone dead? And why Mm -hmm. was I bleeding?
0: Like, starting to recall her Yeah, and then
1: she's getting flashbacks of a guy's, basically, like, a guy overlooking her. And she has, like, a view of his nostrils and, like, a thumping noise and a pink shirt. Like, are just kind of flashbacks that she's getting over and over and over again. So, she, like, hits up her friend. She's like, what happened? Like, crazy. And so, it also bases it off, um... Just the overarching idea of sexual assault.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the thing with that is that how we've mentioned she takes something that was true and, and very dark for her and brought some light into it and turned it into something. This, what we have, and it she sheds light on it, once again, adding her humor into it, her quirks, her very unique style of just this and that. Um, and it is based in London. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's
0: like a drama comedy?
1: Kinda. Yeah. Yes. Yes. If you look it up, it's going to say drama comedy. And so this piece is just, it's just amazing. And something that really stood out for me, Michaela Cole says that in I May Destroy You, it talks about how trauma changes you, affects Mm. you, suppresses you, reduces you, and makes you explode. Mm. And how everyone handles trauma very differently in ways that something can destroy you. In multiple ways. Not in the way that you think. Like When I think destroy, I mean like die. But destroy you maybe internally. And destroy you in maybe a more emotional way. Instead of what you normally think of when you hear destroy. It's like, oh, I'm dead.
0: So, wow. So I may destroy you means that situation being hurt in any way. That may destroy you if you yeah. let it. If you let it. Yeah. And it's her fighting against... It destroying her.
1: Yeah, it's her walking through that situation, processing it, letting it be for what it is, accepting a morphine. It just this process, it, and every person's process is is different. And it, it yeah, exactly what you said. Anything that can happen in your life that could destroy you, and it's not in the way that you think. It seeps in different ways. It'll come out in different ways, and mm-hmm. it is so visible in in the series of how it does kind of destroy her a little bit. And it's not in the, like, oh, you're dead. It's more in the, the paranoid. It's more that you're so self-centered now. It's more that you don't see anything other than yourself.
0: It's, like, worse than death. Yeah. So
1: interesting. Love and it. We love to see it. And, yeah, there's some really, really key players in there. Kwame, uh, who she actually went to uh, drama school with in, in the Gilead. And then Terry, her best friend. And they all play an, an integral role in her healing and, and, of course, the series. And it's just... Mm no words no, no words. words that's yeah.
0: really heavy i hope to one day because that stuff is really tricky for me and i would like to one yeah. day be able to watch to watch something like that but seeing by what she's done with other drama stuff and Mayor mm-hmm. quirky i would just love to see her interpretation of that especially the evolution of of her you
1: know i mean her mind it's amazing no, no i am um, whenever you get to that space let me know i'd love to watch it again uh-huh. um I think it is very heavy and it's not for everybody, especially if, you know, um, you can relate in any way, um, or any, in any form. It's just not, not something that's so lighthearted, like been so long. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I just, it, it's, it's something very interesting. Any reviews that you guys read or anything that right now, this has been the, the buzz thing in the biz, uh, the buzz series, um, You'll, you'll get an insight to, to her take on it.
0: If you want something more lighthearted with a little bit of music, mm-hmm. she has a musical called Been So Long. Have you seen that one?
1: I have seen it. Oh, my gosh. Because when I tell you I'm a fan, against popular belief, guys, even though I haven't watched Black Earth Rising, I did watch Been So Long.
0: I only knew about it because of Tumblr mm-hmm. screen grabs. And then you were like, oh my gosh, she was in this music. I was like, I think I've seen gifts of that musical. Mm-hmm.
1: What'd you think about it?
0: I loved it. I thought it was so quirky. I thought it was so funny. But I will say, while it was playing, I was like opening up like documents to read who directed it, which mm-hmm. was Tinge Krishnan, mm-hmm. um, which is, it's actually based on a musical that's based on a play. So literally, this movie is based on a musical based on a play.
1: Interesting. (laughs) I didn't even know that. I like saw it and I was like, this is so different. Like it just kind of adds to her as a actress and the role that she can play. And I had read that like auditioning is just very like interesting. She's like, I'm not at a point where I just get calls. So I'm at a point where I have to go to an audition and blah, 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 blah. And she had said that the director, whoever, they didn't even make her, like, audition to sing. They're mm. just like, no, it's fine. They're like, well, you have to hear me sing. They're like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Like, you got it. Like, mm. you got the pieces. She was, like, so confused. She's like, wouldn't you want me to tell you how I sing first before? Don't you, know, you want to hear
0: me? <laughs>
1: so it was just very interesting reading that about uh, Ben Song. But I watched it a long time ago because, once again, Tumblr. This has an eighteen. Yeah, I think I watched it literally like around that time because I was like, oh, this is cute. And it's like, short; sure, it's not super long. Well,
0: it's an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs>
1: oh, shoot.
0: Yeah, I know. It's just been
1: that long since I it's watched really,
0: it. It's really long. It's so funny because I was like opening documents to like research it and stuff while it was starting because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, I'll just save time. The intro is like, I think it's like a carnival or something that mm-hmm. they're walking through. She starts singing and I was like, what? Like I literally had to stop Googling to like watch it because mm-hmm. I was just like, is that Michaela singing? Mm-hmm. And it was, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I'm not saying she was singing like fucking Jennifer Hudson, when Houston singing, but she sounded really good. Mm-hmm. But the musical is very much like not vocally like the highest notes and stuff. It's more, it's just quirky. It's mm-hmm. just that's why when you said I didn't really think of it as a musical, I didn't either. Mm. They just happen to sing in it sometimes.
1: Maybe that's why I liked it because I don't really like musicals. I know
0: you don't like. So anything. what? I know. So what?
1: I'm different.
0: It's about a single mom Named Simone She's uptight
1: Has her routine Her, her d- structure Her
0: daughter's in a wheelchair So she has to like You know Pay close attention To her daughter A strange father Has a slutty best friend Named Yvonne She is so funny She has this song Where she's just talking About getting dick And yeah. it's so
1: When she like goes Come over Come hang out
0: Yeah I just like Really love The duality of like Her friend Her friend is just like So like Extra and all this And like Simone is so like Demure and like a tease, and Yvonne's just like let's fuck like at work, and I love that's that's me.
1: That is who you are, in <laughs> essence, in a nutshell. That yeah. is who you are. Okay? And she
0: meets a guy named Raymond, mm-hmm. and it's just basically about them falling for each other and like the drama that comes along with first dating someone, and mm-hmm. you're single, your baby daddy's a piece of shit, and mm-hmm. you just want to get mm-hmm. you just want to get your life together, and sometimes a guy is. It's too good to be true sometimes.
1: It's true. It's true. true. It's true.
0: And um, I just really loved it. You liked it too.
1: I really did like it. I would recommend it. It is very lighthearted. Like if people choose out of anything that we're going to talk about today with Michaela Cohen, they're like, well, I don't really like heavy topics at all. Been so long as your go-to. Mm-hmm. It's cute. It's, it's a, like a little rom-com musical in there. Very
0: rom-com. And it's
1: just like, okay. And you see like two best friends. And you like you say, you see the duality, the differences between one being super serious. Because we all have one. We all have a friend who's super serious, whether that's you or not. And then you have the friend that's like, let's go. Like, let and, uh, have a French fry, mm-hmm. you know. Kiss someone, and then you know whatever. Get so, your pussy wet. Um, okay, so that's, that's what she said. That's who he is. That's what she said in the okay. movie. So what she says it, and you have to. <laughs> say it? Okay. Um. So I did like it.
0: I love her art, dude. Let's just you know what. Let's wrap this Let's up by
1: wrap her
0: up. Appreciating wrap. the art that she's made for us.
1: Wrap
0: her up. Wrap her. <laughs> I just have such a deeper appreciation of her. Like, bitch, if it wasn't deep enough before, like, that shit has grown tremendously. Like, Mm -hmm. not only watching these new shows, The ones that I covered Mm -hmm. and listening to you talk more about chewing gum and the story behind it. And I May Destroy You and the story behind it. It really just helps me just be like, she's not just making shit shows. Mm -mm. She's Mm -mm. making powerful works of art that I think go neglected because listen, I love watching people explain things Mm -hmm. on YouTube. Uh-huh. I love to watch reviews on YouTube. Oh
1: Y'all got them started,
0: and could not find anything for Black Earth Rising. I couldn't find anything for Been So Long. They're people not just people just don't dive deep into that media, and I'm just like, why? This is gold like this is mm-hmm. art she's putting her everything into there and literally and obviously it goes with something bigger like a systemic problem right with no one appreciating black women and like not giving them their dues right like literally telling her produce a whole entire show do everything but you have no rights and we can do whatever we want and then to come back again like we would love for you to do another show for us mm-hmm. but we won't give you anything we'll give you a million dollars. But you have to write it, direct it, reduce it. Sometimes
1: act in it, act in it, do,
0: do, uh, do last minute script, like everything. Even like those interviews that she's had, like you mentioned, the talk that she's had. I think I've seen clips of it. For someone to been through so much and yet still thrive and still not have it completely easy, right? She's not like um, Ava Duvernay, where they're giving her like million dollar budgets. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, how much was chewing gum? It wasn't.
1: Oh, Oh. it was, she was given nothing, not a million. And I'm just like, wow, for you to produce something so funny, so amazing with the limited resources, it just like speaks a lot to who she is as an artist Mm -hmm. and just how talented
0: she is and resilient resilient and Mm -hmm. I think like anyone would have given up I feel like anyone would have settled right would have said I asked for five percent I guess I'll stick with 0.5 percent and she's just like no I'm worth more than that and that's a scary Mm -hmm. that's a scary thing
1: and I think that speaks to her being so confident she is Mm. Super confident in her work and super confident. When She's she, bald. And when she puts out, you just love saying bald, huh? I just <laughs> think
0: I just think it takes so much confidence yes. to be bald. And yeah. like, obviously, she has bone structure privilege, but like, um,
1: let should we just talk
0: about her bone structure? Oh my god! You know what? We should have just had a whole entire section on just McKayla her bone structure.
1: Cole's bone structure. Can we even? Like,
0: you can never. Like mm-hmm. you white boys with your jawlines could never. Like she is just looks amazing and like anyway but yeah I just let's just I, not get into for it for me bald, baldness is like you you're confident
1: yes and confident. I I think that speaks the way she talks it shows in the way she talks it shows in the way that she so calm. The, the work and all of it and um just so well versed like tip top shape I just really love her
0: how has her art affected you well cause you've always had this appreciation for her so for me it's learning that but like what, how is this art especially with like I May Destroy You mm-hmm. cause you talk about it all the time
1: I do. Yes, 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 I do. Chef's kiss. (laughs) Chef's kiss. It just makes me look at things through different lenses, layers, and not just from one point of view. And I think I may destroy you. Okay, empathy? Yes. I mean, in interviews, she talks about how being empathetic was kind of part of the I may destroy you and being nice to yourself when you go through some of these things that are so traumatic. Not blaming yourself. And of course, you know, the culture around sexual assault assault and rape and stuff like that is like, The blame game and and, and the victim and all of this and no accountability. And it just makes that very visible uh, from the way that the police handles it, the way that your friends handle it, the way that you're handling it, the denial and realizing that it's not a one size fits all. And parts of it did make me uncomfortable. And it just made me question my personal experience in certain situations or something. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, like, have I been so blocked and understanding that maybe this was something very risky or something like this. And it's made me be more conscious, more than I am already am, for maybe friends that will come to me and have been in really weird situations. And I mean, just a learning process of me being able to see it for what it is and trying to be a support. And, and you see that and I May Destroy You. I think the narrative of this, it's morphed into something that takes you somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I think this is why I really like this series. And I really like her as who she is as an artist, a producer, executive, blah, blah, blah. it just makes you feel.
0: And you know, know. So, something that they said on the RuPaul podcast is too, is that people are so desperate for authenticity. Mm-hmm. They want to see something real on TV. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like she delivers that, whether it be acting, mm-hmm. whether it be the things she writes, mm-hmm. whether it be the speeches she gives, I feel like everything is like very real Mm -hmm. intentional she's not just like i understand as a victim myself what it's like no she's like serious about it she calls people out Mm -hmm. she's very calm in her like literally i just what a woman what a woman i want to be half the woman she is
1: I wish that for you too. <laughs> I just I just have oh this appreciation God. for her. I I hope more people will look into her. Please. Just at least she's written pieces for The Guardian. She's just so so cool.
0: We hope that you take time to listen to her because really she makes the most amazing art. She really puts so much time, so much effort and you see it and just know that anything that you watch with Michaela Cole is going to be authentic.
1: I just hope that message gets across. I hope you guys are curious enough uh, To look into any of her works, I know I've said it multiple times. Please, fucking listen to that lecture.
0: (laughs) Listen to, we'll be posting clips of it um, online, and we'll link it in the show notes. So please listen
1: to the McTaggart lecture. It's on YouTube. If you do anything, listen to a lecture, please. Please
0: make sure you check out our Instagram because we're going to be posting so much Michaela Cole stuff at HomeOne Training. Also, if you want us to review an artist that we don't know about, Mm. if you have someone, whether it be music, directing, anything that you want us to check out the work, please
1: email us at Podcast at gmail.com.
0: And then give us money, donations in the show notes.
1: Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.